Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Just because people won't discuss honestly with you their feelings, their thoughts, they'll they'll make a claim about their politics and how ardent they are. It is in the doing that sometimes you learn incredible things. One of the lines Joe Biden used to use, I haven't heard him use it lately, and that's because maybe Joe Biden doesn't realize he ever used the line. It's very possible he forgot what his father told him. He said his father said to him that if you want to know what a man values, look at his budget. Show me your budget and I'll show you what you value. And I said to myself, that's a really good line. What are you spending on? What are you actually dedicating your time to? And I, and I took it not only as a financial conversation, I took it as a life conversation. Where is it that you put your time? Where is it that you put your attention? If you wonder why your career isn't growing, but you spend two hours a night watching porn, maybe possibly you're not serious about growing your career. You have interested in other growth. It's true. It's obvious. It's clear. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your efforts? What is it that you're working on? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669 on Twitter at Tony Katz. And of course, find everything at TonyKatz.com. But sometimes people will tell you that something matters, but their action shows something else. This goes all the way back to our conversations in 2016 about Trump versus Hillary. And I said that this was an election of deeds versus words. It's deeds versus words. Are you paying attention to what it is Trump says or are you paying attention to what it is Trump does? Because I pay attention to what he does. I paid attention to the history. And when we go back to that time and I looked at the two candidates and I said, with Hillary Clinton, I get no shot. I have no shot of getting what it is that I want. And with Donald Trump, I have a 50-50 shot. Because at the time, I didn't know that he was going to govern like a conservative. Who knew? Don't tell me you knew. You stop it, you. And I said, I'm going with the odds. It's a jump ball. I'm going with the odds. Worked out pretty good in terms of a policy conversation for Tony. That's something else that the, the, the left never gets. When it comes to policy, Trump's were better. Trump was a bad guy. Trump couldn't handle defeat. Trump did this. Trump did that. He's grabbing him here. He said this. Policy-wise, your life was better. And said another way, deeds versus words. I can agree with somebody that the words of Trump make you crazy. But how about those gas prices? And then the conversation for me ends because the gas prices are way more important. I don't agree with the people who say the president doesn't have any effect on my life. Has a great effect on my life. What the president doesn't have is an effect on the morality of my children because I'm in charge of that and I teach them the difference. That's how it goes, people. That's how it works. What people say and what people do. This brings me to the headline right now. Over there at, at, uh, at, at Fox News. 
Rate at which people stopped moving to California surprised researchers. A statewide phenomenon. Now, we know that many have moved their way out of California. You have people, um, uh, Gordon Ramsay, the latest, moving his whole restaurant business to Texas. You have Elon Musk moving the headquarters to Texas. Of course you do, and they're moving to Florida. Me, I think they should come Midwest. Not all of them. No, no, the crazy can go to to, to Texas. But the good people, uh, I'm in Indiana. They They can come visit me. I'll give them a tour. Elon Musk wants to open a plant in Indiana. I will give the man a tour. I will buy a Tesla just to give him a tour. Do they have a 30-day money-back guarantee on those things? Uh, Well, uh, all right. I will borrow a Tesla and give the man a tour. The number of people moving to California has dropped significantly. A 38% decrease in people moving to California at the end of September 2021 compared to the end of March 2020. And it found a 12% increase in residents moving out of state. Yet if you listen to people, they'll tell you how important California is because it's leading the way for progressives. Assembly Bill 5. Gavin Newsom going after those terrible, awful gun owners. Oh, they're a sanctuary state, and they've got sanctuary cities, and oh, they're, they're, they're all about the equity. These are the things that we are told are the valuable things in society. These are the things that matter. These are the, 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 the touch points. These are the moments. These are the things. And without these things, well, what do you, you don't have anything. You don't have anything anything if you don't have these things. California is what everybody really wants. It is the utopian Mecca that progressives have longed for. And finally, it is here. A state that actually cares, that gives to the guy who has without, that doesn't prosecute you for crimes, that you can crap on the streets because bathrooms are oppressive. California, where the beaches are littered with needles and the streets are littered with other needles. California. Mountains on one side, oceans on the other side, locking you in. And you have to fight to get out. Well, it turns out people are fighting to get out. Because all the things they promised, remember all the things they said were valuable, turns out don't work for people. So these people, these leftists have, and and I'm, if you think, hey, Tony, are you insulting, let's say somebody is, is on the political left is listening, are you insulting me? Ah, just a, a scotch? What, I, what I'm really insult I don't mean to insult you. What I want you to do is understand the problem. And here's the problem. You take these ideas and you implement them. The ideas become more and or the implementation, the, the policies become more and more oppressive. They become more become more and more impossible to deal with. And people say, I can't take this anymore, and I'm out. It's like when you tell people they're going to get fined if they use a a plastic bag for their groceries. There was a great piece. I think it was Kira Davis 
over at Red State where I where I do video work uh, and uh, RedState.com. And she said uh, she did an interview with somebody who said to her, they're going to turn me into a conservative. This was somebody who was a hardened liberal. They're going to turn me into a conservative because the progressives see that when progressive policies get laid out, there's never an end point. They always get more and more progressive, more and more radical, more and more leftist, and eventually, who can live with this crap? And so they leave. And then they do something that is as frustrating as the day is long. They move to someplace else. And they bring those crazy ideas with them and say, hey, you know what we should do here? The same thing we did in California that made me leave. That's what it sounds like. It's crazy. It makes you go nuts. It's all predicated on a a theory. And the theory is built to allow the, the, the progressive never to question their philosophy and their ideology. And it goes like this. They did it wrong. If you were to speak to today's new age commie pinko, talking about how wonderful communism is and we have to get rid of capitalism, you know, all those Black Lives Matter folk, and you were to talk to them about communism and say, well, you know, communism has, uh, it has murdered a, a hundred million people. Uh, there's Stalin and there's, there, there's, there's Lenin and, there, and then there's uh, Che Guevara and you take a look at what the communists are doing right now uh, in, in, in China. You know what they will tell you? Oh, yeah, but, but those, those people did it wrong. Those people did it wrong. They, they didn't do it wrong. This was Donald Trump, 2017. The best speech of his career at the United Nations, talking about socialism. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. That reaction, that stunned silence, nervous laughter, reticence applause, that's what happens when you hit something so truthfully and so perfectly. It cannot be denied, and you can't believe another person actually said that truth out loud. But the left always says this. They didn't do it right. They didn't do it properly. We'll do it better. To today's communist, in the sound of my voice, who wants to listen and tries to get me fired and things like that, oh, uh, wait, wait to hear that story. Oh, I got a great story for you. It was, it was a letter. Ooh. Oh, bless, bless your heart. To today's communist, here's the question. Do you really think you have a better idea of communism than Stalin? Really and Truly? To today's communist, here's the question. Do you think you understand uh, communism better than Kim Jong-un? Than Kim Jong-il? Than Kim Jong-un? You really think you understand it better? You've got a better way to work with this, to deal with this? Please tell me what street corner I can find you on to laugh my ass off in your face. Your face is going to be filled with my laughter. My butt's going to be on the floor because I will have laughed it off. You don't.
When do you learn that your policies don't work? When will you learn that your policies are the problem? You may not be willing to admit to yourself the failure of your theories, but you don't have to admit it to yourself right now. Take a look at all the people who are admitting it for you. No, wait, I said that wrong. I want to apologize. I want to take that all back. You have to admit it to yourself. And if you want proof of it, take a look at all the people who have left California because that is proof that the policies failed. That is the admitting that they don't work. So why don't you take that to heart? I realize where I confused myself in my head because I wanted to get to this point. Why are you lying to yourself? Lying to yourself is one of the worst things in the world you can do. Trust me, I say this from personal experience. You move to Texas or you're someone in Massachusetts. You, you, you move to New Hampshire. Now you want to bring the crazy with you. Why? It didn't work. Stop doing the thing. Learn that it doesn't work. Now, that doesn't mean that every, every Republican policy works. But you certainly shouldn't take it as the idea that because the policy you have doesn't work doesn't mean you have to go with the other policy. It just means you got to stop with your policy because your policy does not work. California's proof. Stop lying to yourself. Everything gets better when you stop lying to yourself. I'm Tony Katz. have to realize that um, we got to do more to make sure that that actually carries the day in the classrooms and in, in our society. So today we are going to be introducing to the public and, and we have legislators who are going to help us with this, um, a new piece of legislation for the upcoming legislative session called Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act, the Stop Woke Act. And it's something that... You got to love Ron DeSantis. That that's how you that's how you name something. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The governor of Florida with the Stop Woke Act. The fight against the bigotry of critical race theory continues and is important and allow me to support every parent out there who's doing that. Now, if you tell me that you've got somebody out there supporting the idea of not teaching history, oh no, I'm not gonna support that. If you are telling me that you want to support the idea that we don't teach the bad and the ugly of America along with the good and great of America, yeah, I don't support that. But critical race theory and the umbrella of critical race theory is just flat-out bigotry. In the same way, I favor getting rid of all DEI officers. Diversity, equity, inclusion officers? No, 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 no. Now, those people may actually be very nice people, but the concept of DEI is just flat-out bigotry. It teaches hate, it teaches division, it pushes division, it supports division, and the answer is, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. So uh, fight that, and fight that hard. And this will do a number of things that are very important. One, it will put into statute uh, the Department of Education's prohibition on CRT in K-12 schools. No taxpayer dollars 
should be used to teach our kids to hate our country or to hate each other. I am surprised that we don't have more Republican governors saying exactly that. What is that so difficult? But we have plenty of governors who have been totally silent. Totally silent on this idea. They, they, they simply don't want to, well, well, what? Be on the side of parents who want to be able to have an input in their kids' education? When you side with parents having input in their kids' education, notice you're not actually taking a side on what that input is because parents can agree and disagree about a whole panoply of things. It's about the idea that they're not domestic terrorists and they can speak. But certainly, a governor who is not opposed to teaching kids to hate one another, you're not opposed to that? That's... That's super weird. Like, super duper weird. And, and, and that's important and that's all well and good. But I think what we've seen recently is you can legislate things like parents' bill of rights. You can have certain things and sometimes the school districts don't always follow it. And so we are going to be including in this legislation giving parents a private right of action to be able to enforce the prohibition on CRT, and they get to recover attorney's fees uh, when they prevail, which is very important. This is part of a lesson learned by the right from the left. And that lesson is fight so rough that they don't know what happened. Come up with ideas so nuts they don't know what to do. Not only can the parents sue, but when they win, you'll pay their attorney's fees. That is to make the school boards think twice. Because they like to act in a way, oh, you want to spend your money, waste your time, that's okay. We've got your money anyway through the taxes, whatever. No, now you make them spend. Political right learning how to fight after all these years. I got to tell you, I'm down with that. Even if I were to disagree with parts of this legislation, which uh, based on the my first knowledge of it, I don't. I love fighting. And it's what makes the progressives so angry is that they can't believe you're fighting back. Meanwhile, the insanity of COVID has taken on a whole new measure. Emergency room doctor Louis Perfetta is scheduled to be with us. What's happening in ERs? What should we know about Omicron? And should any of us actually be worried? I'm Tony Katz. So like I said, I called my shot. We're going to see lockdowns again. Oh, I made some people angry, but what am I going to do? I'm watching the hysteria over Omicron. This variant that was found in South Africa, but I should really say was told to the world by scientists and doctors in South Africa. Scientists and doctors in South Africa who were honest with us, and what did they get for their honesty? A travel ban, even though it spread to other countries, and those countries didn't get a travel ban. Well, we now see it spreading and people talking about how it's going to be the dominant strain. There was a piece on CNBC about here's how you can tell if you have Omicron, and basically it plays like the common cold. Sore throat, 
things like that. Well, if it's a common cold and it plays like a common cold, why am I living in fear? Why is Broadway canceling shows, Hamilton, and and and, and a host of others, uh, the the Harry Potter one, uh, I forget which one it's called right now. Uh, they they have stopped their shows. Why is the NBA canceling games and they're soon, I think, going to get to the point where they stop having fans? I wonder if the NFL, which is now forcing coaches to get booster shots, but they're not forcing the players to have booster shots. They're not even forcing the players to have vaccines. That's a whole weird thing. What happens when they say no fans? Doesn't that lead you further and further down the line to lockdown status? There are schools outside of Washington, D.C. that have locked down. How many schools will we see after Christmas break say, you know what? Virtual for the next 30 days. We have to see how this outbreak goes. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is good to be with you. Dr. Louis Profeta joins us right now. He is an emergency uh, doctor in Indianapolis. He is also listed by the people at LinkedIn as one of the 12 doctors you should be listening to and following. Louis M. Profeta, MD. He joins us right now. Let's start with the basics. We are hearing about emergency rooms being full. Is your emergency room and the emergency rooms that you and your group work with, are they full? Are they, is it more than normal? And what, as you're seeing it, is causing it? Um, Tony, it's, it's beyond comprehension. I, I mean, I've been doing this 27 years. I've never seen our emergency departments filled up like this. And I'm not just talking here in Indianapolis, this is everywhere. It's all over America. I mean, we're really at the breaking point right now. And, and it's not so much COVID. I mean, we're seeing plenty of COVID and we're still seeing a, a lot of really bad COVID and it's really primarily in the unvaccinated. And it's sad because it's, you know, people in the thirties and forties and fifties that have just sort of spurned the vaccines and they're the ones now that are coming in and, and dying and, I mean, that's horrible enough, but everything else is just generalized illness. And I tell you this, Tony, this has everything to do with the whole lockdown for the last two years. What we're seeing are a consequence of what happens when you, when you shut down society, when you don't allow people to interact, when you don't allow families to travel, when, you don't, uh, when people can't get into their doctor's offices and can't get routine screening exams and a pipeline, there's pipeline issues, people can't get out and get their medications refilled. This is all a catastrophic trickle-down effect of what you saw uh, a year or two years ago. And I've never seen so many strokes and congestive heart failures, new onset kidney failures, new diagnosis of cancers. And, and then you don't even touch on the amount of mental health stuff we're seeing. I, I've, I have never seen this amount of alcoholism drug withdrawal, drug overdose-related problems, generalized depression, anxiety, all on top of everything else, and then throw in the violence factor. So let me, uh, let, me, let me interrupt violence. you yep. just for a second, doctor. Talking to Dr. Lewis, a profeta, emergency room doctor in Indianapolis. You can find him on LinkedIn, one of the 12 doctors you should be following on LinkedIn. What you just said leads people to a place of confusion and craziness because you're saying 
on one side, the vaccine works and the people who are dying and filling up the, the ERs are people who are unvaccinated. And then on the other side, you're saying lockdowns didn't work. They led to people not getting health care, not going to see their doctor. It led to unbelievable problems with things like obesity, unbelievable problems with mental health. People delayed getting their health care. So we are now loaded up with those people who didn't get proper health care for near two years. And now there are places, and I'm hearing, I've heard many of these stories, including from you, for a lot of these people, it's too late. The damage is already done. So- which one is it, or is it, in your view, both? It's both. It's absolutely both. I mean, it, just get vaccinated and let everybody else live their lives. It's not any more complicated than that. I mean, we're, we're all just sort of scratching our head going, are you kidding? Just get vaccinated, okay, and let the world go on being the world. You know, open industries, let people move around, open schools. But this is ridiculous. Um, you know, but we, we literally cannot function at this level anymore. Um, it, it, you know, we're at that point now that the majority of people have gotten vaccinated. We're certainly seeing now, though, people that have been vaccinated coming back in with COVID. Very few of those people are critically ill, Tony. All right. Boosters are probably going to be one of those things that are here to stay. I would encourage everybody to start getting boosters, too, because it's clear this immunity probably wanes uh, a bit. And so it's, it's going to be one of those things that we're probably going to need to have yearly boosters or yearly vaccines, and that's just a new reality of it. But um, other than that, though, man, we have got to let society move along. We've got to let people travel and visit their loved ones, and we've got to open stuff up. Have you seen data that shows the boosters are effective? Because I haven't seen that data yet. I, I'm, I've heard people suggest it. There's a belief in it. You hear that from Dr. Fauci, for example. You hear that from President Biden. I'm hearing it from you. My, my question is, do we have data that shows that the booster does X? I don't know. I haven't looked close enough. But I will tell you this. Um, the only ones I'm really seeing now, I, I, I have admitted a few people that are fully vaccinated but have not gotten boosters. I haven't admitted anybody who's gotten a booster shot. All right, that's uh, and, and that, but see, that's an interesting piece of data. You are in the ERs, and this is what you're seeing. It is anecdotal, but it's an interesting piece. Talking to Dr. Lewis Perfetta, emergency room doctor in Indianapolis, and you have been doing this, as you said, 27 years. It is, as you have described, the worst you've ever seen it from conversations of COVID and then all the things that the lockdowns did to society. Well, the lockdowns seem to be coming back. That is my take as people start really panicking over this variant uh, Omicron. Um, When you're in the ER, you're not testing for that. You're just testing for COVID. You don't know which variant it is. You're dealing with with the issue uh, as is. We keep hearing that while it can be far more prevalent, it is certainly far less uh, deadly than Delta. There are reports that it replicates 70 times faster than Delta in airways, but lung infection, infection appears less severe. Should society be in a new freakout over another variant? Uh, no, in fact, it may, you know, it may be the absolute opposite, Tony. I mean, COVID or, you know, Omicron may essentially fix our problem in terms of herd immunity. It gets in there and it, maybe it infects the people and gives them some antibody coverage that might protect them somewhat against Delta. Who knows? I don't know the answer to this. All I do know is that we're not seeing, you know, reports out of South Africa with their ICUs filling up with Omicron variants. That's really all you need to know, um, that it's not killing people. Uh, like Delta. So I don't care. I don't care about Omicron right now. 
Okay. All, all I care is about the people that haven't been vaccinated and um, let's get them safe. And I am just tired of tell, talking to younger people, 30 and 40 years old and telling them, Hey, you know, maybe right now is the time for you to call your loved ones and make plans because you're probably going to die. I mean, I don't say it like that, but that's the reality. This is horrible for, for us to, in healthcare to come home and do this. It's horrible. When, uh... I am not somebody who's who's anti-vax, and you and I have spoken in depth uh, about this on air and off, but I am a believer that free speech has to reign, and people who have questions about vaccines and there's data about vaccines, uh, that, that has to be allowed to be d- discussed. If Twitter wants to say that you're not allowed to say on Twitter that vaccinated people could spread the virus, well, then Twitter is engaged in false information because vaccinated people can spread the virus. But there are plenty of people, including the American Heart Association, who have taken a look at vaccine and worry about things like heart inflammation and other issues. I have made the argument here on the show, sir, uh, that it's clear to me that the vaccine works. It's also clear to me that you're allowed to have this conversation about issues people have had with the vaccine. You can do two things at once. Um, Do you see it as like any other vaccine, that there are people who do have other effects, but the good outweighs the bad? I haven't seen any complications from the vaccine, except, you know, occasionally people get febrile illnesses or they get sore arms. I mean, all the stuff that everybody is, is chiming as being these horrible complications. No, I haven't seen any of that, Tony. What I have seen is people die who haven't gotten vaccinated. I mean, I think this is probably one of the most effective vaccines in the history of mankind, and we should em- embrace it. And if people don't want to embrace it and they don't want to get it, that's fine. But they also ought to at least ask themselves, do they want to take up the resources of our ICUs? And I mean, some of these people are going to end up with lung transplants. Tony, they're in the ICU for months and months on end. And we literally can't move our cancer patients and our heart attacks and our strokes into the ICUs because they're taking up, taking up beds by people that could have been solved by a free vaccine. That's yes. And so you can see my level of frustration with this. And for a lot of healthcare providers, I mean, it is sad, it is tragic, it's horrible, and it's preventable, and it, it is just infuriating for us. I mean, we, we need to have the resources to take care of everybody in society. We cannot be choking our beds up with people that would have been fine if they had just gotten a shot in the arm. It's, it's funny because I know I'm going to get people yelling at me and screaming uh, at me uh, about this. That I'm, I, Someone's going to tell me I'm pushing false information. Someone's going to tell me that I'm, I'm siding w- w- with, with, with the drug companies. You know, when I, when I texted you and said, hey, come on the show, let's talk about uh, the, the, these things. Just, hey, give me the basics on what these things are. Um, I don't ever, you know, tell you and not tell me what you experience and what you feel uh, is happening. I, I leave the commentary to myself. And so I let you take the words of Dr. Profeta and you can utilize them as you will and ask questions about them uh, as you will. Sir, I appreciate you taking uh, the, the time. Dr. Lewis Profeta, you can find him on LinkedIn. P-R-O-F-E-T-A. Uh, sir, I appreciate you being with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.
So someone asked me, uh, why didn't you ask Dr. Profeta about natural immunity? So I texted him. I said, well, take on natural immunity. He goes, you know, who knows? I put people in the ICU who swore they had COVID. Which is, okay, someone could say, no, no, I had this already. That maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know if they got tested, didn't test, what have you. But if you ask me, I think natural immunity is real. Of course I do. Why, why wouldn't you have natural immunity? We've got studies uh, on these things. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I love it when I have somebody on uh, like, like a medical professional. Uh, and, and you see the responses. If you don't get the answer you want, all of a sudden the answer is bad. No, it has to be bad based on saying, well, the data says this and the data says that. He's giving you his experiences. That's what he's giving you. He said he has put people in the hospital who have had the vaccine. He said those words. Never once said there should be mandates. What are we doing? I think natural immunity is real and provides protection based on the data we have. And then I had someone uh, say to me, uh, you could do better, Tony. I've heard you do it. I don't even know what do better is, guys. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to let them share. I'm going to ask questions. You get to make the decision. Power's yours, man. But a doctor having experiences? How about the entire conversation that lockdowns have led to a flooding of hospitals because people haven't taken care of their health properly? Well, we're not going to notice that we, we had somebody on who said exactly that? If you're looking for people to say the thing only you want said, that, that, that they're, sometimes it's referred to as confirmation bias or, or the self-affirming selective. No. No, I'm going to let people talk. I'm going to let people talk uh, to, to John. Um, uh, he has seen fully vaccinated people in the hospital with COVID. Yes, he has. I did not at all hear him say he was pushing for mandates. He never said he was pushing for mandates. He did say he has dealt with 30 and 40-year-olds who have died of COVID. I'm willing to believe he has. That's different than when we take a look at a data point and you see how rare that is. He's. I would bet you that he has seen more 70-year-olds die of COVID than 30 and 40-year-olds. I believe that to be true without question. The data shows it. What, is your argument going to be that it never happened? That's a nuts argument. That's crazy, guys. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Producer Ari is reminding me that, you know, I, I am a, and I, this is true. This is the whole show. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to give you something to think about. Yeah, I, I got to share that letter. I got, uh, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to share the letter. That, that's going to come up. I'm going to share this letter that I got. Uh, someone really trying to get me fired. <laughs> I mean, that's obvious as to what it is. I, I bring it all without a sense of fear or hesitation. Why would I? We honestly engage. I gave you, a medical professional, what is the what they're experiencing. And you know what they're experiencing? Absolutely filled ERs to the likes of which they've never seen in 27 years. He can't say he's got 27 years of experience and this is the most he's ever seen? Of course he can. 
Why? Well, some of it, he says, is COVID. And some of it is, of course, the part that we're seeing society turn their back on. The lockdowns. As they're going back to them in so many places. How wrong they are. And they are indeed wrong. But they're going back. And dear Lord, they're going back to these lockdowns. I hope I hope you're prepared. I'm telling you it's going to happen in school. Schools is where I think it's going to happen. That's going to be it. They're going to come back from Christmas break and there won't be any. They'll be all virtual. Or hybrid or whatever it is they, they, they pretend. Oh, I stand behind my guest on this one. They gave an opinion. Agree or disagree? Let's do it with data. I've got more to get to. Keep it right here, including John Bachman of Newsmax. He's going to be with us. I'm Tony Katz.